Hello and welcome to the Rangers Rundown, uh, the only podcast discussing in excruciating detail Hunter Pence's 2019 All-Star starting bit. Probably not the only podcast because everyone is talking about Hunter Pence 2019 starting All-Star. I'm Max, joined tonight by Mike. Good evening. Uh, and that silence you hear is Hayden becoming an Astros fan. Ooh. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, he's left us for greener pastures. Hayden just really wanted to see uh, the Pirates uh, beat the hell out of his new team. Uh, Hayden is an all-star chaser. You know, the Rangers having two all-stars was not enough for him. He needed to go and watch the Astros field. I think they have three starters. He is a bandwagon fan. He's awful. Yeah. That guy's just the worst. Yeah. Uh, he's probably a Lakers fan and, you know, a Red Wings yeah. fan. Yeah. He's an Astrobel Cabrera fan, and that's going well. Right Swimmingly, now. yes. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, that bet. Uh, that bet's looking kind of kind of dicey for Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm feeling pretty safe. Uh, if I recall correctly, I had to pay for the uh, Cabrera jersey if he opts to over 900 for the season. Something like that. I think that's a pretty safe bet bet for me right now yeah i'm not i'm not a good betting man uh but not not looking like Ashwell cabrera gonna be threatening for a lot of batting titles this season no uh, or gold gloves is the problem not really or, getting a lot of value out of cabrera on, on or starting third baseman maybe oh i mean and given that the rangers have maybe the best bench in baseball have we ever had a good bench i thought of like 2010 Texas always has a terrible bench. It's like kind of the thing that they do. Well, most teams have a terrible bench. I mean, yeah. it's it's spare parts that you have to, you know, prey on every year. And John Daniels, God bless him, he he should be given credit because he struck gold this year. You look at Pence, you look at Forsyth, you look at Santana. It's just it's unbelievable. I mean, that's and and the coolest thing is that Santana he's controllable. I mean, he's, he's just going to be an ARB guy after the season, correct? Yes, that's correct. That's unbelievable. Really just is. just to, to stumble onto something like that is is it's a pretty cool thing. So uh, go I, JD. I, I think there's definitely a lot to say about kind of stumbling into this bench. Uh, I, I mean, we talked on this podcast uh, about liking adding. I, I think I, I want to say I had something to say about Danny Santana. I remember him in that twin season in 2014 when he was super good, and uh, he's been with the Braves, I want to say, the last couple of years, and so I, I talked about him with some Braves fans. I was like, oh yeah, this guy's uh, he's in Gwinnett, but like he could be a guy, and then he sucked, and it didn't matter. So I, I kind of remember him, and liking him, and Forsyth is interesting. And, and Yeah, see, Forsyth Forsyth, I thought, okay, this is Woodward's security blanket. It's a guy he knows from the Dodgers organization. He's going to bring in someone he knows that'll give him a little comfort. Yay, okay, whatever. I, I no idea this guy would actually turn into something. No, nah, it's kind of crazy. It really is. It, it, it's just it's the miracle that is the 2019 season. Your team, the Texas Rangers, are on pace for 90 wins, gentlemen. It's kind of, kind of bonkers. It really uh, it, is. And I, I, just, I wanted to talk about that bench situation, though, because it's something that really stood out to me about the last two World Series winning teams. You know, the, the 2017 Astros, boo, his hated favorite team, um, they were sitting with, like, a bench that had consisted of, well, Marwin Gonzalez is basically a starter, but he was functionally a bench player. Um, uh, Jake Marisnik as their, that fourth outfielder on that team, 
uh, and then like Evan Gaddis is a Gaddis. That's the one I remember. Yeah, I don't think he was really catching a ton. Gaddis uh, is kind of a Mike Napoli starter kid. Yeah. And he they, they they just struck gold with him at the right time. And that's and that's what that's what good teams do. They get lucky. That's that's how they become good. I mean, it's not all scientific and based on advanced metrics. Sometimes you have to get lucky, and and the Rangers did this year because there is not a media guy out there that predicted them to be on pace for ninety wins at the beginning of this season. No, and anybody who had probably should have been fired. Yeah, you, you gotta. That's when you refer some folks for drug testing, and you're like, hey, man. Uh, no real reason, but you're going to need to go on down to this address tomorrow and uh, just just talk with the person at the desk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, uh, the 2018 Red Sox, they, Brock Holt is part of the, the, the famous you know, utility player. You're, you're kind of hoping that your, your Danny Santanas are, are looking like Brock Holt's multi-positional guys who have decent bats. But they got pretty useful in games out of Christian Vasquez and Steve Pierce, who was he the... ALCS MVP? What was he the game? World Series MVP? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know if Pierce had some sort of crazy weird. He won some sort of award. You forget, I am yeah, he the, was the World Series MVP. I'm the home team fan. As soon as the Rangers are out of the playoffs, I'm done with the playoffs. Yeah, baseball Sadly. doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. Turn it off. Yeah. Nobody needs that. Uh, that's fun. Rangers having a good bench. That's what you expect to see on, on competitive teams. Rangers being on pace for high 80s, low 90s wins. Uh, that's and, and that's without doing anything. That's just going with a hand or dealt. I mean, if they were to make some additions. So when they sell off uh, Sean Kelly and uh, Mike Miner and they get like, I don't know, one back-end top 300 prospect, you know, like that. The, the, I love the example that was given that the Rangers picked up Cliff Lee for Justin Smoke. That really worked out well for Seattle. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always surefire can't miss players. It's 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 money in the bank. Trade the ace. You're gonna love what you get. Never look yeah. back. Uh, and and Justin Smoke is a legitimately good major league player. Good. Actually, let me go. Good. Let me look at his baseball reference. Uh, I'm sure that he brought the Mariners a lot of do, 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 do. a lot of misery. Oh, he sucked for Seattle yeah. and then yeah. good with Tampa Bay uh, with Toronto. Huh? Weird. This is, okay. This well, is good. Not great. I mean, this this guy was projected to do a lot of things. I mean, he yeah. was the Joey Gallo of 2010, basically. Uh, he was he was something. And and hopefully Texas is adding a kind of similar advanced. Uh, you know, high-polished college bat to their farm system in Josh Young. That'll be kind of a fun one to watch. Maybe if we can sign him. I, I feel that's going to happen, but maybe he wants to wait out the entirety of the College World Series? It's all just a little bit odd to me. It, it, it's, it's like, okay, these guys are out, and who's the, the uh, third baseman out of uh, Baylor? Wenzel. Wenzel? Yeah. He hasn't signed either, and he's he's been out of it for quite a while. It's like, what's going on, guys? Yeah. That's, and it's, of course, the Rangers did not sign. Uh, or it was sort of semi-officially announced that uh, Sprout, who was, I believe, the seventh-round pick, uh, highly regarded high school pitcher, would not be signing with Texas. He was. Uh, the rumors were that Texas had fielded about a million dollars uh, in a bonus round, which is about seven, eight hundred thousand dollars over slot for that pick. Uh, and he will instead attend the University of Florida. So that's, that's some money you recoup in terms of going after your late-round lotto guys, but they also do lose that slot value. And uh, I, did, 
I think the last time the Rangers did not sign somebody in their top ten was like ten years ago. So that's a little. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. I, I think that the Rangers likely did not screw up and draft two college juniors for their top two picks who are not going to sign. But I mean, I I've seen dumber things in my life. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's it's that time of year when things should be rolling along. In former years, it's like okay, they all lined up, they all signed, we're all good, ready to go. Why the delay? I wonder if uh, uh, Young's camp isn't trying to. Maybe they had a number that was more or less agreed on before, and they're and they're trying to see if his very strong college world series performance or the qualifiers to playoffs uh, will maybe get him a little more money. And the Rangers are probably saying that's not how this works. Right. We get to have like ten good games, and we give you more money than we talked about. But I, I don't know. Uh, that's a very opaque area to me. Just a big old cloud. But, but rest assured, we'll sign him. He'll he'll be your starting third baseman on the 2021 World Series championship Texas Rangers team. Yeah, it'll be the first team with a uh, co-World Series MVP as they cannot figure out whether or not Max Scherzer or Mike Miner throwing three complete game shutouts was more valuable. <laughs> How the Rangers get to a game six uh, with six complete game shutouts? I don't know. Max didn't think about that before. Uh, before he came out <laughs> but yes, that's the drum that I've been beating. Yeah. Trade for Scherzer. This team is complete and ready to compete for a World Series. I think the Rangers need more Max. I'm that's, on board with more Max. That's all they need. Their offense is rolling. You put together a rotation that starts with Scherzer, Minor, and Lynn. It doesn't matter that you've got Gerardo and Adrian Simpson at the back end. That's a team that's going places. And to me, it's like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you're going to have to give up a hell of a lot. And yes, this messes with your whole rebuilding thing, but you could be a World Series contender, and you could lock those three starting pitchers down through 2021. You extend minor, and boom, there's your window. Fill in around it. it's just too simple to me. I, I, it, it makes too much sense. Yeah, Scherzer being available or being available at a price that uh, Daniels is willing to spend, I, I obviously can't really speak to that. But I think Texas is in a position where it, it's probably looking to buy a starter at the deadline. Um, yeah, but all oh, the sound bites you hear are it's not. We don't want it to be something that's going to be mortgaging the future. And uh, well, but you also don't have to mortgage the future to maybe go after a guy who's on who has less control, and you say, well, look, we may have caught lightning in a bottle this season. And I'm usually the kind of guy who doesn't want to chase one-season runs. But, like, if you are a team that's looking like you're going to be a significant wild-card contender and you don't have to spend a lot to add to it, why not? Yeah, you have you do have the option to sell Mike Miner. So if this team is still looking like a fringe WC2 team come deadline time, you have to make a determination. Is it better to spend a little tiny bit off the farm to, to go add a, a one-year starter, you know, go find a guy who doesn't have a lot of control, whose team isn't asking a ton to, to move him around? Uh, who was it who just got moved uh, for very, very little? Not sure. Uh, the Yankees. Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, he's not a starting pitcher, but the Yankees picked up Edwin Encarnacion for a guy that they traded like two years ago for uh, Nick Rumbelow. Do you remember that Nick Rumbelow was a major league relief pitcher, Mike? 
I'm not sure that, that name so rings close. a bell. Yeah. Cut by the Mariners like a, three weeks ago. It, it's it's about a 50, 60 grade name though. Rumbelo. I kind of like it. Rumbelo is really good. The guy who was traded for him, the Yankees sent to the back to the Mariners is Juan Ven. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Ven. Juan Ven. Ven. A, a Venn diagram? Something. There's a joke in there somewhere. I don't I'm know. sure there's something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Encarnacion cost a, you know, a, a 15 uh, to 25th in your organizational guy. He, he's not controlled. He's just coming in there to be a bad guy. He is not a starting pitcher. But in theory, adding guys, as teams have gotten smarter about how valuation of contracts works, it might not break the bank to go and add a rental type. But see, this is, this is why I'm not the GM of the Rangers, because I look at Scherzer and go, Oh, you want Hans Cross and Bubba Thompson? Done. What else? Let's do this. I mean, you get the invitation to the dance, you do what you can with it. You add Scherzer to this rotation, they're going to grab that wild card, and nobody in the American League would want to face the Rangers in in a series. It, there's just no two ways about it. That's one, two, three. That is That is one of the stoutest rotations in all of baseball. Oof. It's that simple. We did it in 2010 with Cliff Lee. We did it with Cliff Lee and Derek Holland and Matt Harrison and C.J. Wilson and Alexio Gondo. Why couldn't we do it with Scherzer this year? It seems to me that you're almost in the exact same position. I mean, this team is not as strong, obviously. You know, as as far as that, you know, the Rangers they were already winning their division, which, who knows? I mean, you had Scherzer, there's a chance we could catch the, the Astros. I wouldn't rule it out for sure. Well, we're four and a half games back on the 27th of yeah. June? Yeah, that's striking distance. That's crazy. That's bonkers that Texas is less than five games out on Houston right now. Yeah. And Scherzer's interesting. I mean, I think he's, he's a bit pipe dreamy just because he is the – I mean, one of the best pitchers in the game right now. And he's pitching on a team that was supposed to have, again, won 90 to 100 games this season, a team that's supposed to be very competitive, a team that's also got Steven Strasburg, Pat Corbin, um, Anthony Rendon, who I adore. I mean, this is a, this is this should be a good team. Juan Soto, obviously, Victor Robles. Adam Eaton apparently sucks, but whatever. Uh, and the Nats are below 500 at the end of June. And that's a team that has been in a strange place organizationally for years. And years and years. Hurting from the... I mean, they haven't been able to win with just a, a stacked roster for the last three seasons. Yeah. Like, maybe they're in a position where they're willing to sell. Scherzer has owed an absolute crap ton of money. Maybe the Nats want to get out from underneath that contract and say, look, we've got a very young and very cheap Juan Soto and Victor Robles. Maybe they want to throw money at Anthony Rendon or they're willing to just throw some cash out into the market. Maybe they think they can go after some of these more interesting pitchers who are going to be available a couple of years down the road. I, I don't remember off the top of my head if their farm is any good, and I'm not going to go look it up right now. Let's just see if it sucks. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing about the Rangers. Here's the thing about the Rangers. And it's the same thing with the Mavericks, and maybe to the Stars to a lesser degree. We don't attract top-flight free agents. Yeah. We... we we help them leverage contracts in other markets. And so, you know, hoping on a prayer, I mean, it was so funny that there was somebody out there that thought that we were going to be in on Nolan Arenado, 
after the season. Well, oh. yeah, that's not going to happen. But even if he did make it to the end of the season as a free agent, it still wasn't going to happen. Trades, that's where you do it. And you want to make a splash? You want to sell out that new ballpark next year? That's a way to do it. Yeah, because like in a in a vacuum, you know, no context. What I'm doing is I'm pushing my chips in and I'm throwing just a crap load of money at Anthony Rendon. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna set my system up during the season where I'm like, look, at the end of the season, I know I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give more money to Anthony Rendon than anybody else will. I'm gonna bring in my third baseman. That's gonna be great. But but what makes you think that he wants to sign with Texas? And that's my thing. Is that like he's not probably no. gonna sign with Texas. So if it was in a vacuum, I'd say, well, look, my plan is to make sure that my my team is in a position to add Rendon on a lot of money and say, look, I'll have a superstar bat at third base. You pair a, an excellent pair of hitters in Gallo and Rendon on this team. Oh, man, that's dangerous. You got your third baseman. You got your giant center fielder. God, I love Joey Gallo as a center fielder. But I don't think that Texas can reasonably approach the offseason this year going, well, we're going to go and get Anthony Rendon. I think history tells us it would be kind of silly to assume we're even going to be a top three finalist for Anthony Rendon. Hey, if you can get him, get him. But I don't think you can plan that you're going to be able to sign these big free agents. So if if the Nats are in a place where they are hurting, and they are hurting bad, hey, man, make some phone calls. Just uh, you just trade for Rendon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> extend him. Yeah. Just, just for grins, okay. What name the the top flight free agents the Rangers have signed over the last twenty years? You've got Adrian Beltre. Okay. <laughs> well, I, was, I, was I thought you were going to take this seriously. I was You've got too, and that I was going to talk about sort of the opposite end. But okay, off the top of my head, Shinsu Chu and Adrian Beltre are the two big, big, big ones. Yeah. I wouldn't. Ones. I wouldn't even put Chu as the big, big, big one. A big one. I mean, I'm Chico sorry. Park. Oof. <laughs> He's like 20 years. Uh, I mean, Ouch. A-Rod. Well, yeah, when we, when we bid over $100 million more than his next, next best offer. Yeah, it was a great deal. But that's yeah. what we had to do. Yeah. And sure, if you want to completely mortgage the future, yeah. If we want to offer Rendon a you know, 10-year, $700 million contract, I bet we could probably sign him. And it's more interesting to look at almost the opposite end there. And the, you know, look at Texas's lineup. Look at his roster right now. So uh, Guzman was developed, Adores developed, Andrews was traded for, but functionally developed. Gallo off the farm, DeShields is a Rule Five pick. Mazzara was developed. So we have starting in the you know, the, the 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 top whatever you want to say here. Um, your free agent signings are Hunter Pence, who was a minor league signing. Shinsu Chu, that was a big money signing. Uh, Asdrubal Cabrera, who was just taking some money to have a place to start. The pittance, yeah. And then Jeff Mathis. Yeah. So, you know, just, you need a catcher, uh, a minor league signee. Well, Sam Huff, don't worry. Sam Huff, he's he's got it covered. And Cabrera made... He hit another home run today, by the way. His 21st of the season. Very, very nice. Yes. That's, uh, that's interesting. I wonder how many teams can... And then, of course, on the pitching side, it's different. The, The Rangers' top... Oh God! How many by war? Probably all of them are are technically free agents. Minor free agent signing. Lynn free agent signing. Adrian Sampson was also a free agent. He's a minor league free agent signing. Not the Mariners, if I remember right. Uh, Kelly was a free agent. Chavez is a free agent. Harado. Then to Leclerc. Harado is homegrown. Yeah, Harado, Leclerc, uh, Brett Martin. Yeah. 
that's pretty much it. Oh, and the accountant. And, and, and Fairbanks, who yes. didn't have his best outing his last time. <laughs> no, but, you know, everyone's due yeah. to have a bad outing like that. And he's he's going to be stuff. fine. This, and relievers have bad games. That's, it, it happens. Major league relievers get blown up. He's a major league reliever. That's kind of fun. Yep. He's no longer a dude. Oh, no. Permanent, permanent major league. You can't take that away from him. Same for uh, Kenton Locke St. John, <laughs> uh, who to mildly dox myself, my wife is a university professor and was approached by one of her students a couple of years ago, who was very excited to find out that my wife is a Rangers fan because his good buddy and former college teammate, Locke St. John, had just been added by the Rangers in the minor league rule five draft. And she excitedly sent me some messages like, hey, who is this guy? You know, I want to talk to my student about him. He's really excited that his, uh, his guys in our organization, I was looking it up and I was like, he is apparently a crap tossing lefty uh, who was signed in the minor league rule five. It's not a great outlook. Uh, uh, I mean, very cool, cool story, but uh, you're never going to hear about that guy again. Ha-ha! <laughs> I love to be wrong. Black St. John, he's a major league ball player, and you can't take that away. That's how baseball go. Very, very cool. I was really excited to see him uh, yes. get into the game. That was really fun. Yes. But, man, Texas is in a weird place. Uh, if, if you can put what you need to put together to go and grab a guy like Scherzer... Well, you know, not selling off the entirety of your... I mean, I don't think that Texas is in a position to do the Teixeira trade in reverse. I'm not going to send off seven guys. But, hell, if you get a team that's willing to listen on a, a couple of top players, prospects are fungible. They're great. I think if this team was a couple of games worse, I'd be banging the drum to shoot Mike Miner into the sun to get all the prospects in the world. But when you get a team that's looking like a... Fringe, legit team. With a I saw some, Yeah, I saw someone comment on Lone Star Ball the other day. You know, us old guys that have been Rangers fans for years and years and years. Let's look at 1972 through 1995. Uh, the good years when we made the, the good years. No, times. no what playoff appearances. And then we had three appearances in four years, and we won one game. And that was the most exciting time to be a Rangers fan back in the 90s. It is why I will hate the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Because those were the three years the Yankees won the World Series. 96, 98, 99, of course. Very formative years for me. Uh, yeah. My team screeching as they uh, make the playoffs and then getting just our dicks handed to us by the Yankees. I was at every single one of those playoff games played in Arlington. Uh, all, all four awesome, of them. All awesome. four of them. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and as old guys will tell you, you got a chance. Go for it. I mean, you you look back at, at some of these teams from just a couple of years ago that, that overachieved for Bannister and they made it. And, yeah, Toronto, they swept them right out of it. But so what? You have a chance, and that's, that's all you're looking for. Things happen. Wildcard teams go to the World Series. It does happen. And we're seeing an era where teams that are trying for it right now are kind of getting rewarded. Like, look at the Twins. The yeah. Twins said, hey, screw it. We're, we think we're good. We're going to go and sign Nelson Cruz. And we're going <laughs> to, like, go get some people. The Brewers last year. The, I mean, the Twins are first place in the AL Central, and they're maybe the best team in the American League, and that's hilarious. And the Brewers last year should have been in the World Series. I mean, they got to Game 7 in the NLCS by saying, you know what, we have a good team, but let's go spend money 
and prospects on adding to this team. Like, this could be our year. And it very much was the year that the Cubs stumbled. Uh, that Central wasn't as good as it was supposed to have been. The Brewers made a deep run in the playoffs with some surprising more or less out-of-nowhere bullpen guys. That sounds kind of like a thing that Texas could do. I mean, you haven't seen it yet, but Texas potentially has the best relief pitcher in baseball and has a Leclerc when he's right. Yeah. What do you want? You want, you want some relief aces. They've got like a – I don't know how the hell Pete Fairbanks does 96. His arm looks like it shouldn't be attached to the rest of his body. <laughs> like, can you imagine being in the box watching that crap? This dude is alligator arming like 98 miles an hour. That is horrifying. I, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in there. That's cool. That's, that's what you need. Just add to it. Staple something onto the front end of this rotation. To Scherzer. With Mike Miner. Just, Vote Scherzer. Just as long as it's not Madison frickin' Bumgarner. Ugh. Like, no. It's not that great. Houston needs to trade for him. They need to give up a lot for him. God, I would love them to make something stupid for Mad Bum. Yeah. Like, one of their top out, like, somehow get tricked into sending. Like, they would never do it, but, like, they just signed the wrong letter in Jordan Alvarez because he's a <laughs> giant or something. Ugh. Ah, uh, yes. I am kind of enjoying the uh, Astros being uh, silly right now. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Four and a half out. Oof. June 27th. The Rangers maybe have some reinforcements coming. Uh, I mean, John Hernandez has been talked about a lot. I just had his game up over here. Seven innings, two hits, one run, it was under, no walks, nine strikeouts. That's nice. A game for Hernandez. But the more interesting guy for Texas right now is who came in to relieve him. It's Matt Bush, who... Uh, how many appearances does he have now for Frisco? His ERA was zero coming into the game, right? That's correct. Uh, as yeah. of now, it, it uh, still is, because he struck out his first batter. I have no idea why he's not already up with the team. I think they're trying to get him to a point where he can go um, back-to-back days. Okay. Because he was on, he pitched on very, very regular runs, so he pitched every third day. Uh, gotcha. He pitched the 8th, the 11th, the 14th, the 17th, the 20th. Then he pitched the 22nd, which is on a two-day rest, mm-hmm. and they, were, they hit the all-star break. So I imagine today, the 27th, he'll either pitch tomorrow or the day after. And then once he's – and if he pitches you know, on the 29th, he'll probably take two days off and then pitch the uh, 31st and the 1st. And then, and then Shelby Miller gets fired into the sun. Bye-bye. Yes. Uh, this, this Rangers team – it's amazing to me that the Rangers are eight games over 500. Or nine. nine. They're nine games now. Ooh, yep. Buddy. They're 45 and 36. 500. They have one of the best offenses in baseball. They have two of the best pitches in baseball. And they gave freaking 51 innings to Drew Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby hey. Miller, 44 innings. Do you remember Kyle Dowdy? You remember that guy? Yes, he's the, the Rule 5 draft the rule pick. Rule 5 guy? Well, yep. he's starting tonight for the AZL team, I think. So good for Kyle. He went one inning. Very proud of Kyle. That guy's pitched uh, 22 and a third innings for this team. Yeah, you, you look at... 7.25 ERA ball. You look at last year, and, and Smiley, Miller, and Dowdy, I mean, that's, that's Matt Moore... That's Big Sexy. That's Carlos Tochi. The difference is, this team is on pace. Are you ready for this? To be 20 wins ahead at the end of the season from last year's team. Weren't they like 70-92 last year? Uh, that sounds right. 
and they're looking to be 90 and 72 this year. That's insane. It's nuts. It's it's bonkers, pants on head stuff. <laughs> and I, I like it. Uh, I, and and it's it is easy to look at this team and say, wow, they are they're the bullpen is rounding together. You know, Sean Kelly has been good. He's been yeah. a leader. You know, he's had yeah. issues, but like he's been fine. He's he's still pitching to like a one seventy three or a plus. Sean Kelly's good. Jesse Chavez, I think all three of us were calling to cut that guy uh, in May. So let me be the first mm, to No, no. I, I, I think I might have been tapping the brakes on that because I knew what he did last year. I thought he's going to do the same thing this year. He's going to figure stuff out. Yeah, he and he has. one good season of his entire career, and it was last year. And he's doing it again this year. So Matt He Lewis, is. I am officially sorry, Jesse Chavez. Jesse Chavez is good. Whatever. And I'm sorry, that – Winston cat that he was rocking the other day. That oh my was. Gosh, I need that. Oh, that oh. that that was sweet. Yeah, like. Anyway. Yeah, that that's that's a pimp right there. Jesse Chavez is a pimp. Oh, he's the guy who's responsible for the bathrobes too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Mm, Jesse. <laughs> I've been. I've always kind of liked Chris Martin, uh, and he's having a good year. Uh, Brett Martin is a perfectly fungible like lefty reliever. He's looked pretty dang good at times, and he's not looked terrible at other times. So cool, like, and he's optionable. So that's exactly what you want. Pete Fairbanks looks interesting. Uh, you know, Locke St. John is a great story right now. I don't, I don't imagine he's going to be up with the team for a lot longer. But again, he's a good optionable reliever. You know, he gets another lefty look. He's a guy who can maybe help uh, bridge some innings before, so you, you're keeping those top bullpen arms more rested and a little healthier going into a potential playoff situation but then you plug Matt Bush into this team you potentially can get a couple of good September innings out of like an Emmanuel Class A um, that's fun yeah, he, he looks real good he does he's the real deal and that's that's the great thing about, about it all comes full circle back to my Max Scherzer trade is that yes he's owed a buttload of money but you've got enough talent that's swirling around in the minor league system where it wouldn't break the bank to add a guy like that because you can bring up guys like Classe you can bring up guys like like Huff you can bring up guys like Demarcus Evans and Joe Barlow and the list goes on and on you can fill around with some cheap guys and not go crazy on the payroll and 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 choose payroll comes I mean his, his salary comes off the payroll after next year you know it's we're playing with house money right now yeah yeah <laughs> there's not a whole lot else to say if you if you add an ace a Scherzer or a, you know, a similar one or two that lets you choose between Samson, Chavez, and Harado. Uh, you get to pick two of those guys to be starters and one of them to be a reliever. And we've seen all three of them be very, very effective relievers this season. We've also seen all three of them be effective starters. If you have three guys who can be swingmen, who are just who aren't swingmen because they're crappy, and you need, uh, you know, no, I mean, we've had these. Remember Ross Olindorf? Oh God! With the, that incredibly cool. <laughs> right? He was a swingman guy. Because you're like, yeah, nobody cares if that guy has to pitch six innings. If you have three dudes on your roster who you can legitimately use as one to three inning relievers who are coming in there in games that you want to win, and as six or seven inning starters in games you want to win, that's a cool thing to have on a roster. 
Yeah. That's, that is a, that's the kind of modern flexibility that teams are looking at. If you have six starters in five slots, it lets you pick and choose your battles. Who's starting when? Who's coming in? Who's? It's it's useful. That's what that's what you'd be looking to do. You just kind of edge out the back end guys in your bullpen. Maybe take some of the pressure off of uh, Sean Kelly or off Jose Leclerc, who has just not really looked right as a closer, obviously to start the season, but has been pretty uh, pretty Jose Leclerc in the last two months. Kelly has looked shaky at times as the closer, but I, I think it's still fine. It wouldn't hurt you, though, to you know, say, hey, we're going to keep Sean Kelly as our closer, but add another fireman type, or to transition Kelly into a setup role and, and go add a closer if that's what Texas wants to do. Uh, this is a roster that looks like it has you know room to improve, assuming it can, assuming the same thing that's true for every other team. Unlike most Rangers teams the last couple of years, Texas just needs to stay healthy and have its guys more or less keep doing what they're doing. They don't need a second, and, second half resurgence. And and you can you can say that about thirty of the team. major league teams out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean the the Astros are gonna suck too if they keep getting hurt. Look right. look what's happening right now. They haven't been able to stay healthy. Jose Altiva has been hurt, Carlos Correa has been hurt, George Springer has been hurt. It's almost any sport. Yeah. If you can keep your team healthy, good things usually happen, but injuries are a part of the game. They really are. As, as uh, evidenced by um, my wife's favorite fantasy player, Giancarlo Stanton, um, who she has made... I think she's gotten one fantasy game out of uh, Mr. Stanton this season. Came off the IL, off his, like... He had, like, a bicep tear or something gross like that. Uh, slid poorly into a base, tore, or sprained his PCL, and will be out till August. So, I'm sure the Yankees are bad, though. Now that everyone's hurt, right? They've been ter- Oh no, they just called up all the scrubs in the world who all hit 36 home runs. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> they are the Yankees after all. God, they're the Yankees. I'm still, I'm kind of salty about the Everton Canassian trade. If the Rangers move on from like an Asheville, I mean, they've got more at bats or more hitters than they really have at bats to put around. But like, you stick a, an elite right handed power bat in the middle of this lineup, who, buddy? Yeah. But that it would could be done. The Rangers to make a decision about one of, if not both, Rugnet Odor and Nomar Mazzara. But this is a happy podcast, so we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> Other than Nomar Mazzara hitting a ball something like 1,400 feet. Yes. He did hit He did hit 13 plus 100 feet of home runs in across three home runs. In, in a couple of games. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. He's fixed. No worries. Back to MVP. Do that thing where you hit the ball up. Like, just just keep... Come on, man. Just keep doing that. That's the thing we want. <sighs> yeah. Joey Gallo's back, and I love him. And he hit two big old Joey Gallo home runs today. I think it was his first multi-home run game of the season. What? Which is super weird. That's crazy. I saw something about that. I was like, that seems wrong. It might be wrong. I don't know. I'm just going to spread false information into this podcast. <laughs> but it's, it was, like, I was like, I can kind of believe it. It just seems sort of far-fetched. But at the same time, but at the same time, I think it's it's more an indicator of Joey Gallo becoming a consistent hitter. Yeah. So Steady. It's, the good stuff doesn't come in bunches and then he sucks, you know, for, for two or three weeks. No, it, it's... He's 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 playing MVP caliber baseball now. 
Yep. Yeah, his, uh, even though even though he couldn't even make the All Star game or even the home run derby, he uh, did make the All Star game. He did. Yeah, he's not in the starting three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he made it. Yeah, he and he. And that came out today, I guess. Yeah, they were because they they announced the like guys and then it was vote on the starters, I think. Okay. So like there we have the basic rosters and then they're gonna add more. They're gonna add the. Um, the pitchers. Pitchers. Yeah. Um, which I guess is mostly done by MLB. And I think there's also like a, a final. That's the, the managers, right? Yeah. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. I don't remember. So. It used to be anyway. You have to assume that, that Miner is going to be an all-star. Oh, yeah. Lynn makes a lot of sense as an all-star. He won't, though. I don't think he... I think the, there's probably too many bodies. And and Lynn does not tick some of the, the sexiest thing. You know, his ERA is over four, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I, and he's a Texas Ranger. Yeah, but Miner is the best non-Cody Bellinger player in baseball, according to Baseball Reference. So that's fun. He's going to be an all-star. He could be your Cy Young winner. He is your Cy Young contender. That's yes. for sure. Yes. And that's pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, Joe Gallo just... Well, I have it pulled up. 279, 427, 676 for a 174 WRC+. Plus. He's walking over 20% of the time. He's striking out at Joey Gallo levels, 35%. Whatever, man. Who cares? <laughs> it's at this point that I just want to reference the old man in my office that told me that Gallo sucks forever and ever. Yep. Tim Stinnifer, this curse for you. <laughs> Tim, you're canceled. <laughs> Joey Gallo is good now, but I mean, again, Tim is right. Uh, Joey Gallo learned to hit for contact, uh, and that's clearly what happened. He stopped striking out. He, uh, he, he choked up on the bat and just uh, Little League swings all the time now, right? Well, he bunts against the shift. That's what he yeah. needed to do. He has like, what, 30 bunts against the shift this season? 32, I think. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see today's game, so I didn't see those bunt home runs today. <laughs> a bunt home run—that would be a thing to see. Yeah. Really would be. Yeah. God, he's fun, and it's it's good to have him back. It's also good to have Willie Rakes just doing Willie Rakes things. Oh, you can't say enough about about his game right now. He scored from second. On a yeah. Fly. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. 20, 2018 Willie would have been thrown out by thirty feet. Oh yeah, he. I mean, twenty eighteen Willie, if he had looked like he was coming into third base hard, would have been yelled at. <laughs> like they would have been throwing things at him if he was coming into third base without just like stopping. Yeah. Oh man, that was fun watching that little those little legs pump. Uh, he's just hitting. He I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever going back down. I, he better not. Yeah. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Tongue-tied there. Yeah. No, I, I think he's done with the minors. I mean, obviously, there's rehab assignments and whatnot. But, no, I think that he's lost his dude status. He is a major leaguer for good. Uh, I mean, obviously, anything can happen. He can pull an odor and just completely regress. But the way he's playing right now, he's just saying, here I am. Figure it out. Hmm. I just wish that uh, we, we could see some of that here I am you figure it out from Odor or Mazzara. I think Guzman is your, your next guy to go down. Yeah. And I like Guzman. He's a, I, no, I mean, he's, he's, you know, his batting average is obviously 
way down. But, you know, I think he makes up for a lot of that with his first base defense. I mean, I love the way he plays the game. And I root for him. I hope he can become a serviceable first baseman in the future. But, yeah, I could definitely see him being overtaken by someone else. Yeah, I mean, I think you like the fact that, that Condor is taking walks this season. He's striking out, but not at, like, you know, insane levels or anything. Um, he's not hitting for the power that we were hoping that we would see coming out of spring training. Although, when he, he does that, uh, well, what I've been calling his big dick swing, where he just kind of wings it and drops the bat, you know, he still puts that ball out. He's a big, big man. Now, he's just not making enough good contact, and, and he's not putting enough good balls in play. And he's still young, and there's still time to work on that. And like you're saying, I think in a, a slightly different roster, I'm pretty okay with my, you know, how old is Ronald Guzman at this point? Like 24? That would be my guess, yeah. He's 24. He'll turn 25 in October. So after he's got his first World Series ring. <laughs> but Exactly. There you go. Uh, he'll have it. He'll be, he'll be 25 for the parade. That's, that's the important part. Have, have they started the, the, the route on that yet? Is, is the city council in Dallas uh, figured that out yet? Uh, if they haven't, they're delinquent, and you should uh, use the power of your vote to, to do something about that. Oh, you're right. Yes, this should be Arlington, not Dallas. So, yes, as discussed previously, the parade needs to go down my street. Yes, it does. I'm only a mile and a half from the park. Make Let's make happen. this happen. Make it happen. But... Uh, yeah, you know, Condor is a guy who, on a slightly different, on a less good Rangers team, I really don't mind. I don't think that he's drowning up there. I mean, he's doing what he's got to be doing. He is providing excellent first base defense, and obviously the value of first base defense, uh, it that changes depending on who you're asking. Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm probably with you here. Maybe maybe we're both a little old school on it. Uh, when I see a guy play that quality uh, as a receiver at first base, I like it. Um, he, he's he's got to be adding value over there. He is a, a very fine first baseman. But with this team right now, when Hunter Pence is healthy, I think Guzman has to go back down, down to AAA, and you, you give Danny Santana and Logan Forsyth more time at first base right now until one of them turns back into a pumpkin or until you win the World Series. Which is going to be that second thing. Yeah. yeah. And if, if Texas trades for a bat, I don't know. They definitely have the room to maybe acquire another you know, big bopper in there. You have to make a very hard decision about what you're doing with Nomar Mazzara and or Rugnet Odor. You cannot option Odor at this point without his nope. consent because we blew past the five-year service time thing, which, my God, he's been it takes a long time. Uh, Mazzara can still be sent down. He, he seems to perform better when Willie Calhoun is there, like nipping at his heels. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of hope that Willie Calhoun annoys him into being a good hitter. That's fine. If that's what it takes to make Nomar Mazzara good, sure. Except... It's frustrating, that, but sure. it's, it's very frustrating. Oh, now you can hit when, when your job is threatened? Oh, now you found the, the gumption to be able to do what you couldn't do before? Yeah. That annoys me. Yeah. That annoys me a lot. I'll take it if it makes my team good, but it, it is irritating. Yeah. Uh, and then the, you know, the other question is about the lineup to Shields. I think he's a really, really useful player as a bench player. You know, some of these teams have had, like, look at the Astros in 2017. They had Jake Marisnik. To Shields is a very similar player to Jake Marisnik, an elite center fielder. Uh, every once in a while, he'll put a charge in one. He's a great base runner. Marisnik, I think, hit for a little bit more power, but doesn't draw walks, if I remember right. I think he sucks at I, I don't know if the, I would call DeShields a great base runner. He's fast. Oh, he's a pretty good base runner, though. 
Uh, yeah, he just he he does not have good instincts. He gets thrown out too often for a guy with this speed, in my opinion. I, I'm going to have to look at those numbers again. I generally like what he's doing out there. On the base. He's at least a valuable base runner. Of course. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting that. I'm sorry. But he, oh, he's no, fine. And, and Marisnik is not was also not a, like a super elite base runner. He was just fast and fairly good out there. And so they're really similar players. That's a great fourth piece to have on a playoff caliber team. Cool. But you, if you're doing that, that means you're starting an outfield of Shinsu Chu and Hunter Pence and Joey Gallo. Not no more Mazzara with a bench. I mean, DeShields is a more valuable bench player than no more Mazzara. True. So, so true. Decisions. Yeah. And yeah. personally, he, it's not. He's, nice. he's, he's your defensive replacement in late innings. Yep. Yeah. No and, doubt about uh, it. And hopefully, we won't have any golf sign nightmares about what Delano DeShields should have been doing. I don't think that Mazzara is ever going to be a late inning defensive replacement. I really can't see it. I'm not sure even Pasquin. <laughs> I don't think you're really sticking that guy in there because you need to get that glove on the field in the uh, the late innings. No, that's that doesn't seem like a thing that's happening. No. Ah, but those are decisions to be made by other people. Fortunately, the only decisions that we have to make are whether or not we turn off this podcast. And uh, I think it's it's hitting about that time, Mike. It is. Yeah. Uh, you have any parting wisdom for us? Uh, again, trade for Scherzer. That's all I ask. It's really not that big an, an ask, in my opinion. Yeah, just trade for like the highest paid starting pitcher in baseball who's maybe been the best pitcher in starting baseball for the last like 10 years? Five years? It, it makes logical sense. It shockingly, weirdly does. Uh, my parting wisdom is go, listener of this podcast, pull up the Rangers' farm system, scroll all the way down to the bottom, like pull up their... Uh, their, their farm team performances. Just keep scrolling. Scroll keep going. A little bit further down. A little right bit further down. No, down there. A little yeah. farther. A little keep farther. going. Keep going. Peep that DSL Rangers won. They are 18-4 and four because they always win. Uh, There's going to be a guy. His name is Kartaya, if you're on MILB.com. I do not know why. <laughs> his name is Luis Angel Acuna, if you're on other websites, or you just click on his name, Kartaya, which, again, I do not understand. You might know that name, Acuna. That's because his brother Acuna. is the starting hmm. outfielder for the NL All-Star team with the Atlanta Braves. Sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, Ronnie Acuna did say that his younger brother was more advanced than him at the same age. And his little brother is batting something that looks like, I don't know, a little bit like a ton. Like he's batting like a lot. He might have something. I mean, he he might have a 418, 511, 544 batting line with twice as many walks as strikeouts. Is that good? It's pretty good. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It's in the DSL, yeah. But this is a line that, that starts to make you think about when the Rangers snatched up Lady Tavares and brought him over stateside real soon because he wasn't going to get anything by staying on the island. We get young players who come in and they beat the Evelyn crap at a rookie ball and you go, well... Move them on up. That happened with, uh, I mean, it, aggressively advancing an Acuna boy. That sounds familiar. Let's do it. Let's do it. Luis Angel Acuna, 2020 World Series MVP. Let's just go ahead and move him up to Kinston. He's ready. Yeah, he's got this. <laughs> Minor League Baseball, go get you some. Maybe we'll get to see Matt Bush. I don't know. 
That sounds fun. It does. It does. All right. Go Rangers. Go Rangers.